Welcome, everyone. This is the Penciled In Podcast, the show where two working artists and creators chat with guests. I'm Ingrid. And I'm Lindsay. We're going to be discussing so many interesting subjects with you guys. Art, sketch cards, collecting, publishing, tools, materials, all sorts. Perhaps we can finally understand why we all do this to ourselves. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show today. Today we have Craig Hallams, otherwise known as at Craig Hallams Art. That is your handle. His website is coming soon and all that. Welcome to the show. Nice to meet Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Hi, Craig. So You're all right. I'm going to start today, as we usually do, in the long, long ago. Um, can you tell me how you first got into art? Were you always into it as a kid? Did you have a favourite comic book or artist? Um, I've been into art for as long as I can remember. One of the earliest memories I've got is um, scribbling Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They were always my thing as a kid. Um, I say they're always my thing as a kid. They're they're my thing now. I mean, if I pan the camera there, I've got Turtles figures in another cabinet. So Me too. um, (laughs) But yeah, I I remember scribbling those down. My mum dug out some Ghostbusters pictures that I'd drawn when I was five um a few months back so i don't remember a time where i haven't been scribbling so did you uh did you go into art after you left school did you study at college or anything yeah went to um university of creative arts in farnham studied fine art um which was not for me um (laughs) i'd done when i was in sixth form i'd kind of dabbled with fine art and you know the slightly more kind of highfalutin conceptual art and all that sort of stuff um had my super pretentious phase um <laughs> did all right with it at, at 16 to 18 went to university then suddenly sort of thought this is all just nonsense <laughs> I don't know you know there's people that believe the work they're doing and they should be doing this I don't believe a single thing I'm doing here so um yeah it wasn't a great experience I tried to pull back some of the comic stuff and, and um, had a tutor who will remain unnamed literally laugh at me for it. Um, <gasps> yeah, which is pretty wow. um, pretty creatively crippling. Mm. Um, You're the second person who has that, that Lindsay and I have interviewed who has mentioned really? teacher who has belittled them. I'm, I'm shocked. It's tough yeah, when you're yeah. in college because you can be sitting there working on a piece and, and one tutor will come up to you and say, I love that, love this, love that. Next one will walk up to say, don't like that, don't like this, don't like it. You know, it's um, arts, it's all your personal opinion. It's Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I stuck that course out effectively as um, a giant middle finger to, to the tutors that thought I wouldn't stick it out. So, um, yeah, I was, I was quite pleased to get my degree at the end for whatever it was worth. But, um, yeah, after that, I, I was pretty jaded with um, with work in general and didn't really draw much of anything for a good two or three years um and then was pretty flighty with it for a couple more years after that um and then just one day decided like actually no i I really want to give this a crack again i'm probably Mm. in the 20s at that point to late 20s um just got started again and now i'm where i am keeping plugging away at it how did you get back into it? Did you just start offering commissions or did you, did you submit work to different companies? I don't even really remember, to be honest. Um, 
I knew in the years that I wasn't doing it that something felt missing. And this is going to sound a little bit pretentious again. So, you know, maybe I should have been doing fine art. But it, it was one of those things that as much as it was stressful to do and trying to force myself to do it and work through all the kind of creative uncertainty and all that malarkey um, was, was difficult. I couldn't live without it either. So I was equally stressed by not doing artwork. And yeah. um, I just thought you, you need to suck it up, put pencil on paper and do something. And if it's something, it's more than you did yesterday or the day before that. And um, I think, I think actually at the time um, I'd signed up to DeviantArt um, back when everyone used to use that. Yeah. Um, saw a couple of guys who were doing sketch cards back then, which would have been probably mid 2000s. Thought, yeah, this is amazing. Didn't realize that people could earn a living for drawing on such tiny, tiny pieces of card. And um, thought, yeah, maybe I'll give that a pump one day. But in the meantime, let's try and just do some stuff a bit quicker. Um, grabbed a Sharpie and just scribbled on the back of envelopes for a couple of months. And um, yeah, I figured if they're on envelopes, who cares if they're throwaway? It goes wrong. It's just an envelope. Who cares? And um, that sort of took some of the pressure off of myself with this whole, like, they've got to be a certain standard thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and that, that kind of broke it. And then, you know, it was a little bit on and off for a while, but eventually settled into some sort of groove with it. It's so crazy how that can stop. It can just stop you in your tracks, can't it? Like, um, wondering whether it's good enough or... Yeah. You know, I've had a similar experience going into print and I'm like, if I'm putting right. some print, it's got to be amazing. It's got to be yeah. one of the best things I've ever done. It doesn't. <laughs> like, people still yeah. like them, even if yeah. you think it could be better, you know. And it, most people that view our stuff don't see the faults we see in it. Yeah. You yeah. Know, but right. Honestly, like, especially now with social media, people are scrolling through stuff so quick. You, you get like this and then they're on again. To yeah. The next yeah. Thing. You know, we spend hours days weeks looking at this stuff kind of picking faults where there might not be any um and i think you know maybe we need to just give ourselves a break sometimes absolutely i remember starting <laughs> i remember way back when i was starting you know when i was much younger a teenager and stuff like that and like you're like no i gotta work out a little bit more a little bit more literally months could go by on a sketch and you don't want anybody to see it until it's perfect and it's never perfect and then when you think it's perfect and you so show someone and it's they're like yeah yep yeah. and you know that's your first lesson that well okay no it doesn't have to be uh, <laughs> anyway yeah no, you I, I totally agree with that. wrong don't you and you focus on that little bit you've done wrong yeah who's wrong and nobody nobody's gonna notice <laughs> no no, um, I, I drove myself insane um, a couple of years back. I started doing this project of 1.5 by 1.5 inch square portraits. Um, so <laughs> I'd done a couple that went reasonably well. And then I thought, uh, I'd just seen um, Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson in. Mm. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw her from that. That'll be great. You know, um, give it a go, see where we end up. I, I was convinced I just couldn't get a nose right. And... I spent days rubbing it out, redrawing it. Then I'd get the nose where I thought it was kind of okay. But I'm like, okay, well, now sort of the way she's kind of half smirking doesn't fit the nose. So let's just tweak that a little bit. And now I'll be like, well, you've just ruined the bit that did look good. <laughs> so kind of back and forth on that. And it was just, yeah. yeah um, 
constant driving myself insane and I got to a point where I was just like I don't care I'm walking away from it went back a few days later I'm like oh, you know that actually does kind of look like us so just get some ink on it and call yeah. it done walking yeah. away from things for a while can can change everything it's it that's amazing totally. you did. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah totally looking at it with fresh eyes makes it look completely different yeah 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 no absolutely um and as well um, when um you know I'll, i'll have done a portrait and it'll be looking like and the lightness will be there it'll be all right but i'll be in the mood so i'll go right i'll try and make it look more realistic and then yeah. i mess up the likeness and overwork it and then everything yeah. you know you can't it gets to the point where you can't put anything else on top of it it's yeah by that point yeah. um what materials do you like to use um main tools of the trade for me are mechanical pencil and then um copic fineliners um for my black and white work if i'm doing color prime markers at the minute i'm all over those spend an absolute fortune buying them up <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah i love those things <laughs> so did you did you fall into storyboards before or after you came into sketch cards uh that was after my first couple of sets and i've only done the one so far um i think i'm pleased with the work i did for it and the finished product is excellent like the, the guys um I'll have to find a link to the the short film they made from it. Um but they they did a really good job um with that at Cyberpunk Studios. But I don't know storyboarding's for me. Um you know you, you need to be sort of kind of a director in your own right kind of figuring out camera angles and panning yeah. and you know the like the stage directions that go into them didn't come intuitively to me. So um you know the type of storytelling I'd like to try and push more um would be to go into comic stuff and i've got a bit of an idea on that front um that you know with how slow i am might happen by the time i'm dead <laughs> <laughs> do have you not found that doing sketch cards has helped you speed a bit you know with the deadlines and it has i think what that's helped with is get over my own finicky sort of mentality with it all because okay. you just you know when it's three dollars a card you just if a card's done it's finished you don't go back to it and try and refine it or improve it it's just you call it done you move on to the next one you don't um, have to so go back <laughs> exactly yeah half the time you don't even have time to look at the finished thing you're just like off next one um so, and you yeah, can't that's, that's... On it either because that card is what you've got and you're not getting another one so it yeah. has to, you have to learn how to fix your mistakes as well instead of just yeah. going start again that's yeah good funny enough i was um there was an artist that I've got to know on um, Instagram, Sterling Ford, who's worth checking out. He hasn't been active for a while, but he's, he's really good. Um, we, we talked a lot. So when I was in the thick of all of that, um, and he was saying about how his technique would be to sketch out his sketch cards on tracing paper first, then, so he's getting all his mistakes out on that. Um, mm. And I tried that and it just slowed the process down way too much for me. So I just forced myself to go straight to working on the card. Um, yeah. And like you said, you know, you just have to be kind of economical with it because if you get it wrong, that card's done. So, um, yeah, it's it's maybe just be confident in the mark I'm making because um, I, I can really spend way too long just looking at a blank card thinking like, well, maybe if I just move the pencil that way or I, I just put the brush mark there like that. Um, and you can't do that with sketch cards. So... Yeah, yeah, I'd have I'd have committed a single card in all the sets I've done if I worked the way I normally work. <laughs> <laughs> like when we spoke to uh, Michael Mastermaker, he goes straight in with ink. 
Oh, oh yeah, man. <laughs> that guy has got some stones with what he does because wasn't it just my word? Yeah. Um, I'm not that brave yet. <laughs> no, that's really brave. I remember the first time it was like you know we had like a week to do some cards. It was like, oh, I don't even have time to to sketch something out. Okay, this is it. If they never call me back, it's okay. <laughs> I just took the paint and just went like this and sent them in. And by golly. There were people who liked them. I'm sure there were people who hated them too, but there were a few people who liked them. So there you yeah, go. you know, if it finds an audience, it finds an audience. There's always going to be people that don't like something you do um, or it isn't for them, and, and that's fine. Um, and it took me a little while to get my head around that as well. You know, I, I think, and we're probably all guilty of it to a certain degree, um, you know, thinking that it's only a success if everyone universally likes the work you've done. But well, if you if find you the people... About- Think about the greatest things that have ever been created. Not everybody likes them. Yeah. <laughs> so, you you know. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, some of the most expensive art on the planet is uh, Damien Hurst drawing dots on a canvas. And there's people that like it and there's people that don't. There's people that go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the, the majority who roll their eyes. and. <laughs> mm. Well, it can be a bit... It's a bit crazy, isn't it, when, when you get up to that level and there's companies wanting to tax dodge and they buy art so they can dodge both yeah. taxes. And you're like, mm, just because you've decided it's good and it's worth that much. Yeah, Maybe. yeah. <laughs> yeah but, you know, the yeah. people well, in yeah. art media can can put it out there enough that that's what art should be, so, so it is. Um, mm. But isn't that the dream, to become a tax loophole for people? <laughs> <laughs> Never thought of that. <laughs> That's a good I've got a tape of banana onto a wall. There we go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Done. Career over. <laughs> Done by a mansion somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is crazy. But yeah, absolutely. Like, there's, I've got customers who like my realism and they'll buy my realism, and then customers who like my cartoons and then, and they won't swap over. Like, yeah. they like what they like. And yeah, but, yeah. Um, I've found the same thing since I started doing the GB stuff, actually. And um, and you know. As an artist, I consider myself the guy who does the kind of illustrative, kind of quasi-realistic stuff. But everyone's gone crazy for the chibi stuff. So, so I, you know, maybe I should just focus on the thing I'm having fun with and not the thing that I'm being a tortured artist about. Well, oh, yeah. Absolutely. can be a bit more free and creative with it. And you yeah. do it so well as well. You get the characterizations down. Um, tell us how you first started doing the, the chibi art. Um, it literally was because Marvel anime came up. Um, I got offered. I it typed out an email in my draft saying thank you for the offer, but you know it's not. You know my work. It's not for me. Um, spoke to one of my mates um, before I fired it off, and he's like, "Don't be an idiot. Just give it a try. It's something. You know, it's not what you do. So that's probably why you should do it." Um, got myself all hyped up after his pep talk. Thought, yeah, you know, I can do that. Um, signed up to the set took 25 at the time um thought you know I'll, I'll take it easy because these are going to be a real challenge for me they're so unlike um what i normally do this was for upper deck right yeah yeah that's it yeah marvel anime for upper deck um and cards arrived um i did a few test runs on scrap bits of paper i thought you know i don't know if this is coming naturally to me i can't figure it out um and then went like we were talking about went straight to my first actual card just started scribbling out some pencils and went, okay, that Hulk kind of looks all right. You know, there's a bit of character there. I think I've got something to work with. Um, use this. I'm not 
I don't generally watch anime all that much, but, you know, watched a few bits to pick up some of the animation tropes and all that kind of thing for it. Threw some of that in. And I went, this has actually kind of come together. Maybe I can do this. And then from there, it was pretty plain, plain sailing. Um, and now they're, they're the easiest thing that I do. I, I just love drawing them. They're, they're so much fun. Um, they come completely awesome. naturally. Never been stressful for me. Um, I don't think there's been a single one so far that I've gone, uh, didn't quite pan out how I wanted. So um, they're, they're my palette cleanser. You know, I do the, the real art, mm. um, which I've become far more broad in my interpretation of. Um, and then when I just want to have a bit of fun with it and wind down, they're my go-to. Well, seeing as you now have experience with like chibi and anime, well, uh, comic characters, mm -hmm. cartoon characters and things, and you've done storyboards, seems to me if you put the two together, you got yourself a comic book? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got some ideas for that. There are a few, oh. uh, few comic ideas that I've got in mind. I've scribbled down a few kind of basic character designs that sort of sit between the realistic stuff and... The, the full-on chibi stuff so it's more stylized but um it, you know doing that chibi stuff's kind of helped me loosen up mm. with the the style because realism is great but if i was to say draw a whole comic like that i think it might lose some of the energy you get from being more stylized Definitely. Um, and i think in storytelling terms that's more important than realism um in comics <laughs> at least in, in terms of the art style like like uh sean murphy um Dustin Yen is another one. Um, you know, I've got quite stylized um, art styles. There are so um, many amazing comic books that actually the the artists it's very very stylized. Yeah, shamefully, I have absolutely no memory for names, and I couldn't tell you any. But I'm sure anybody watching or listening can certainly come up with a whole bunch. There are so many of them that were actually became super duper well known, and they are so far from realism. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, even what was his name? Will, uh, Will, Will something or other who kind of was the grandfather of all that stuff. Will something. Eisner? Yes. Duh. Of course. My yeah. bad. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that was, that's, you know, pretty minimal and stuff, yeah. but yeah. like amazing stuff. It's yeah. more uh, when they do something a little bit different, isn't it? I mean, I'll always love Arkham Asylum. I mean, that's an amazing graphic. Oh novel. man. Yeah. Dave McKean stuff is just out as well. Like, you know, if you, if you want to take fine art and apply it to the, kind of what we do in terms of like pop culture stuff, he absolutely nailed it. Yeah. Like, that book is stunning. That joke um, is so creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like just the big like streaks of green oil paint for hair and that kind of thing. I'd, I'd love to be able to produce something half as, as evocative as that. But yeah. Know, yeah. I we're a long way from that. We mostly admire the things we can't do, I think. Like as I yeah. well, I, I do personally. I'm like, I can't do that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I look at the stuff English I do, and I'm like, it's like you know, loose colours. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, no, I, I get that completely. Yeah, if there's someone that does a thing you can't do, it's always whatever's unattainable, right? Like, if someone's got a thing and you don't have it, there's always kind of the appeal to having that. And then it's the same with art styles. Like, if they've got an art style that I can't do and I can't have, then I kind of want it. <laughs> It's like you guys, it's like you guys, the way you guys draw and, and Lindsay, I mean, I love your stuff. It's so expressive and and it's just, you know, I can't do that. I just cannot do that. Like, well, it was a similar story with me as, as um, 
Took my mind's gone blank. As Craig, um, I when I was at college, I did art and design, and they kept telling me off for drawing things that look like what they look like. And I'm like, but I like to draw things that look like what they look like. Yeah. So they moved me on to illustration. After a year, they realised this girl's not doing this. She keeps drawing things what they look like. So yeah. they moved me over to there. Yeah, it's um, whoever you are just comes out whether you're being trained or not. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to face it. Mm-hmm. So what have you? What are you into now? Like, what are you? What are you? What are you trying to apply yourself to right now? And is it leading you to a particular direction in the future? Okay. Um, so at the moment, um, I'm off the back of a, a pretty extensive fry period, like bits of artwork scattered here and there, you know, a uh, 15-month-old daughter who's um, kept me plenty busy and the full-time job. Um, so my main goal is finally clearing up my commission list. Um Two more for my best mate, um, and I've got a sketch cover of Wolverine uh, to polish off. Then I'm having, I'm closing the books on commissions, sketch card sets for the foreseeable. I just need some time to not even know what I'm doing, really, if I'm being completely truthful. Just have some time with my drawing table, my pens, and just do what I want and see what comes out of it. Um, and it's it'll be the first time in about five years that I've had that kind of if you'll excuse the term blank canvas to work with. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. You have a day job that permits you to be able to say, okay, that's enough. I need yeah. to take time for my creative self, which yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky in that regard um, because I know that as much as I would love to be a full-time artist, and that is the dream, you know, I'd like to move towards that, you know, over time, hopefully, provided the economic state of this country doesn't completely go haywire, <laughs> you know, we'll shift in that direction. Um, that's a whole other can of worms. Mm. But the day job does pay the bills and keep the mortgage paid and keep food in our mouths. And it means, like you said, I can just take some time to do what I want. And, and the first thing I want to draw is the first thing I ever drew, which is the turtles. <laughs> Awesome. I've been itching to draw them for so long and I'm about to have a bit of, of a break where I don't have to worry about deadlines or commissions or obligations. So I I'm going to indulge my five-year-old I'm, self. I'm such a huge Turtles fan. I can't wait to see. All I drew as a kid. <laughs> yeah, same here. I, I, my mum's got sketchbooks full of Turtles drawings. But I love how um, everybody can put their own spin on it and it's still the yeah. Turtles. It's like it's it's one set of characters you can really do anything with. Um, yeah, they're so universal. Like, yeah. Anyone. What, the, what did you think to the movie nostrils? I didn't like that. Uh, what the the Michael Bay movie yeah. designs? I like the character design. I didn't like the nostrils. Well, like yeah, no, I, I actually quite like the um the kind <laughs> of character they put into all of them, like in terms of um like the bits and pieces on the costumes, rather than just being a different coloured bandana. And the size um, variety and, you know. Yeah, all, yeah. Um, cool. And I know it's not the most popular thing on the internet, but I thought Johnny Knoxville was good as Leonardo in the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then the 16-year-old in me that used to um, fall off a skateboard all the time always like Jackass. I was always going to be partial to Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought the first film was solid enough. The second one is what it is. Um, mm. Bebop and Rocksteady are good. But, Did you freak out when the rumour were going around that there were going to be aliens and not mutants? I were like, no, I'm not having that. Yeah. 
And like, you can change the backstory a bit, but you're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's limits. Yeah. You, you're allowed to kind of play around with an adaption, but don't mess with the basics of it. Oh, no, no. They, you know, they, they had the Daredevil ripoff origin. They got, they got gunk from a container, splash over them and turn them into mutants. Um, you know, Kevin Eastman has said that he basically wrote the origin so that Matt Murdock got splashed in the face on the street and it ran down into the sewer and made the turtles. So that's how it is. <laughs> so awesome. No, of all the hills for me to die on, it's that one. But... <laughs> oh, dear. We were talking to him. It was Ari, wasn't it? Ari, <laughs> she's a bit... Um, surname? Ari? Ari Monroe? Ari Monroe, that's it. I don't know if you've seen her work, but she's a massive Turtles fan as well. We had her on the other day. So oh, I'm nice. just chatting Turtles for ages. I love it. It's <laughs> turning into a Turtles podcast. And then... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do keep turning it into the Ninja Turtles podcast. I'm totally fine, but I, I'm just following along on that one. I don't know hardly anything. <laughs> I should really catch up, I guess. You just can't help it when the Technodrome is just so awesome. And like, I, I mean, love different dimensions it first introduced me to the idea of different dimensions as yeah well. yeah um, oh, really mm. oh yeah yeah, I, dimension I X. yeah, yeah. From. <laughs> it was doing it was doing multiversal stuff before it was popular in the mcu <laughs> i'll have to check it out <laughs> <laughs> but you've got about 30 years of backlog so oh, really? keep you busy. just just watch turtles forever that's a pretty good animated uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's solid. it goes back to the originals and then the the, oh, the 90s ones are so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I re-watched the, the 90s movie um on Blu-ray a couple of times recently, actually. And you know what? That holds up really well. That is a strong family movie. Um the I defy Shredder anyone to watch that film and like the, the Shredder and Krang and you know it it was funny. I loved it. That's maybe something I'll watch during the Christmas break. There you go. Christmas session, say Christmas, yeah. But anyway. And you know what we're talking about every time we get a turtles fan on. <laughs> oh dear. Pre-screen people next time, so make sure they're not going to hijack it with turtles. <laughs> I did. I have got like a pretty big uh, collection of figures and stuff, but I just gave up because so many people have got the license now. I just can't keep up with it, and I can't afford yeah. it. You know? Yeah. Like, I collect Rick and Morty now, so I've got to collect something. But yeah. it's a shame. I've got like the turtles trolls, you know, like with the hair. Oh, <laughs> nice, yeah. And all the big uns, and oh god. But yeah, just I just concentrated on the four turtles as well. So I can't I couldn't get all the characters. I I so, stuck with the four turtles, and then you... I made mistake of going out and buying Casey Jones, and now it's obviously <laughs> going to expand. So. So what do you have behind you? That looks like some Batman, maybe. Batman. Yeah, I've got um, Superman. I collect, yeah, we've got um, Joker, Batman, Superman, then Thor, Loki, John Constantine. That's pretty neat. Um, That's definitely. Yeah. They're, what, they're, they're yeah they're are they all from the same? Are they, are they all the same manufacturer? Yeah, Hot Toys. Hot um, Toys. Yeah. So. I've got Michael Jackson from Hot Toys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they are um, detailed. They're very, very well done addictive and unfortunately sideshow do this thing where you can do payment plans that have no interest on them oh, yeah um so it's it nice all right i cannot uh, finish the collection they're too expensive now yeah yeah uh, my fiance bought me the uh, joker one about 
12 years ago now. Um, I was like, oh, well, if I've got Joker, it makes sense to get Batman. And then that turned into, well, if I've got Joker and Batman, then I might as well get the Two-Face one. And, <laughs> then the Catwoman and the Bane. And if you're not, like, as soon as they come out, though, the, the prices just go yeah. so ridiculous. Like, yeah, yeah, they absolutely go through the roof. With that whole fear of missing out thing, though, is part of the problem because I've ended up with a lot of figures that I might, with hindsight, you know, are very good figures, probably wouldn't have bought if I'd given myself a bit of breathing room. Yeah, um, but because it's like, well, if I don't buy it now, it's gone. <laughs> My bank account doesn't like me for it. So, <laughs> so obviously, you have a solid foundation in all this nerd stuff. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> massive nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Neon so sign flashes is, on the screen. Is this is this a hint of the direction that you think you're going to be going in? Um, funnily enough, not as much as it might seem. Um, I. I got this I, I really want to do some sort of like anatomical skeletal drawings um back in the whole illustrative like almost like penny dreadful style kind of um like that kind of printed style looking artwork um i want to do that with it's so difficult to explain but just a bunch of like geometric shapes um when i've done it and it's on social media you'll you'll know what i mean um but i've got this really clear idea in my head of what I want to do with that in terms of these anatomical drawings and all these kind of super kind of clinical geometric shapes. Well, now I'm um, really intrigued. I can't wait to see this. The cubist. That, the cubist. Similar to that kind of thing, but a lot more kind of like tightly drawn. Um, so not, a, not as stylized. Um, you know, it's pushing that kind of realism thing to kind of like hyper realism. So it's not, it goes beyond being real because it's, Structurally, it's realistic. Proportionally, it'll be realistic, but it's going to be just super illustrated. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to end up regretting it with my thumb, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to ink the merry hell out of those and like cross hatch within an inch of my life. Um, oh, that's interesting. I love it when people uh, leave the um, construction lines as well. You know, yeah, you yeah. yeah. That looks so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I may. It's not it's not a style I've ever really played around with, but I was always fascinated with the mm. um, kind of cubist from multiple angles. Like I think it was one of Picasso's paintings of a bottle or something. It was done from multiple angles on a single 2D plane. It's just incredible. Um, you, I'd love to see some of that in person. You've just reminded me of a this is a program that they've done in the UK recently. I've not watched it. But it was a discussion about whether you should burn artwork or not. Oh, oh man. It had Jimmy Carr in it. <laughs> but they had, because they had a piece of art from Picasso, because apparently yeah. Picasso had some bad habits in his life. Uh, Hitler, I can't remember who else. Right. I'm just like, art is art. You know, yeah, you have to separate that. Like, you can't... Yeah, it's, it's a... Really weird. It's a really difficult kind of minefield of a topic, that one. Isn't that it? is because a difficult one. I, I think in certain regards, you can't always separate art from artists because who they are as a person can inform what it is they're trying to say with their work. But I don't know that that means that the work should be destroyed because maybe it should be held up to kind of shine a light on what you shouldn't be. <laughs> Oh yeah, like I completely agree with that. That is something I really, really think is a good thing that you shouldn't throw. You, you, I, I you know, you, you have to learn from the past, and if you, yeah. if you 
destroy everything from the past. You can't possibly learn from it. You can't yeah, yeah. better than than that. And, and you know, I think we're seeing we're seeing some of the after effects of that now. You know, if you look at the political landscape, I'm not going to get into that too much because yeah, no. you know, <laughs> that's a whole thing. But you look at that landscape, like we're not learning from our own history. No. Because no. we're moving on from it and you know we're not past it clearly so you know I, I think there's always a place to be able to look back and if we keep around what we, can that do means we haven't learned from it exactly yeah exactly the era that um, i grew up in we used to understand how very important free expression was and and you know being able to speak and talk to ideas and things and yeah. it seems to be i don't know what's happening at the moment <laughs> it's a bit, a bit yeah i find it i, yeah. I think we're all pretty shell-shocked <laughs> Yeah, it's just yeah. been a few years. <laughs> oh God, no! Let's not start on the turtles thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, all yeah. that said, it, 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 I'm sorry, Lindsay. I, the one quick thing before I do think that you know, turtles and all that. It has they they really do have like an essential place, just like just like all those early uh, Star Trek things and all that. You you could mm-hmm. take the topics of the moment that you must not talk about and turn them into turtles and you're fine with it then you can talk about anything you want it works it's fine you, you can make like just about any message palatable if yeah. you wrap it up in a nice sort of pop cultural bow if you look if you look at all those really early uh, the, the really early tv shows and stuff on both sides up well, on any side of the fence uh, you can find storylines that you know people just were never allowed to talk about in actual words but they were there yeah, yeah. in, in, in Star mm-hmm. Trek, you know, where you have the people that are black and white and, and white and black. And yeah. there you go. You know, you, you couldn't talk about Completely, that. Completely wholeheartedly agree with that. You know, comics are another example. There's this that like, people are constantly saying they don't want their comics getting political these days. Comics have always been political. Of course they are. But everything is political. Superman was about an immigrant. <laughs> But that's that's yeah. what it was about, written by two Jewish guys who led the Holocaust. Like, you know, they've always had political messages. Um, you can't get away to... from it. It is dressed up because that's the only way to do it. Um, books, books that have had um, books that have that have been uh, that people are trying to burn just the mother that you were talking about, Lindsay, and things like that. You, you, you know, that's the only way you can explore and, and, and visit these ideas safely. Some people who would never talk about it, well, they could read a book on their own time and explore it by themselves, you know. Yeah. It's important, yeah. all of this. It's really yeah. all the stuff that we do with pop culture, storytelling and all that. It is not a waste of time. No, no totally, totally not. And I think that in a way. the thing with, um, you know, discarding old work, burning old paintings, all that kind of thing. I think the mistake that people are making is that thinking that their existence is validating the views of the person behind it. Um, the issue is if you look at that thing and you don't challenge it, like mm. it shouldn't go unchallenged. Like if that work is there and it says a thing by a person who has beliefs or has beliefs that just aren't right and and quite frankly some beliefs are right some aren't um it's not that the work's existence validates them it's whether it goes challenged or not um and i think sometimes that mistake is made because it's not there to just exist in isolation you know us as viewers kind of respond to that work um 
Now, if you just had, I don't know, let's say the Serpentine Gallery in Hyde Park decide to um, do an exhibition of Hitler's paintings, that might convey a very different message to those paintings just existing. Mm. You know, those paintings existing and being there as a historical reference for people to be able to learn from and understand the context of the era is very different to any kind of like glamorization of those things. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, the, the whole burning them, discarding them, trying to hide the past, no, it, I, never I, it doesn't work. <laughs> because yeah. as, as you said, Ingrid, it just comes back around otherwise. If you try and just stick your fingers in your ears and pretend like it hasn't happened or, or that we're better, inherently better um the same mistakes repeat themselves you got you got I, I think we should and be showing you know uh, uh, kids of appropriate age of course but you know okay this is wrong but why is it wrong instead yeah. of just saying you know don't look at it don't look at yeah. this is wrong and this is why it is wrong yeah I hope, well of course you know you have to decide set your limits for why something's wrong which is a whole other conversation but yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know you get you get the idea that that's a whole <laughs> podcast too but you know <laughs> but yeah no we i don't think we should be burning everything um but it's important to know why people want to burn it as well yeah yeah and i think that is the important part of it is, is that you know i think those people are trying to challenge it but it's not necessarily Still challenging it in the in the, the healthiest way. <laughs> yeah. I will come. I will come and see you as soon as I'm done. We're nearly done. <laughs> Lego Batman. <laughs> yeah, <you should> <laughs> Lego Batman. All right, you're very funny. Go on. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 Encourage him. <laughs> Dear me. Yep. There he goes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, so we'll get right back on topic before we head on out and all of this, because obviously kids, kids are super important now. Um, I waiting for me now. <laughs> so before we let you go, let's just take a chat about the future. What do you think? Like, I like, I've, I've have asked you with this already, but do you really and truly think, even though you're not sure of where your di- direction is for the future, do you have an idea? Will sketch cards ever play a, a part in it again? Or do you think you want to get bigger or like uh, change mediums maybe? Or, um, yeah, it's an interesting question. <clears throat> um, all I know is that I don't want to kind of limit myself anymore. I, I, I went down a sketch card rabbit hole for a while um, and I'm never going to, I like the format too much. You know, the, the size works for the style of drawing I do. Um, but I've got a metric ton of comic blanks that need something on the covers. Um, I've got a load of canvases ready to go. I want to, I haven't done oil painting in years and I'd like to give that a, a punt again at a larger scale. Wow. Um, I've got a lino cutting kit that's sitting around waiting to have some stuff chopped into it. So, um, uh, Rennie, <laughs> I didn't mind you hovering around in the background, but if you're going to make noises, that's just rude. <laughs> um, so you're thinking about doing some printing with your lino? Yeah. 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 I, I, the last time I did that was sick form, um, which is way too long ago. Um, yeah. So, that that I'm I've got a few little three by three squares of lino to work with. Um, that so awesome. 
Prince, um, I know Prince are really awesome. There are not that many people who do that, I don't think, anymore. Right? They're so cool. They're, I love the, the finished look of those. And, you know, even the actual, um, the, the lino itself, I feel you could stick in a frame and, like, if you get that right, the, yeah. the cutting right, they look like pieces work themselves. And um, even though they're prints, each print is an original because no two prints are really, truly exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. That, that's something I really like from it because when I've been doing the Comic-Con tables, um, you know, I've got a selection of prints. Um, I've always limited myself to numbered runs rather than um, an unlimited set of prints. Um, but with the lino printing thing, like I say, every one is a unique one-off piece of work um so that that's really appealing to me and also if i do limited runs of prints it forces me to keep making new stuff um because yeah. when i get back to having tables um if i have unlimited prints i will just rest on that and let those sell um i do like to procrastinate from time to time <laughs> so yeah <laughs> um yeah printing is definitely on the cards and other than that um I haven't done anything with spray paint for quite a long time. So if I'd like to do some humongous canvases with... You mean uh, airbrush or actual spray paint? Spray paint, yeah, uh, spray cans. So um, I've dabbled with it in the past. And yeah, yeah, I'd like to um, put some stencils together and see what I can come up with with that. So Or use it as a basis for some mixed media work, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to say, you could do your, you know, your printing and then, you know... Your... yeah. Yeah, yeah spray oh, to kind of awesome. get textures and that kind of thing on it. So this all sounds like an awesome exhibition. Well, mm. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, a good friend of mine runs a local um, studio that puts out exhibitions. Um, yeah, he's hosted me for some exhibitions in the past in previous space. Um, when I started out into the world a little bit um, in my post um first year of baby phase um yeah we'll see we'll see where i can run but it'd be nice to you know i want to put some work i love my pop culture stuff but i i want to put some work out that's just entirely me you know i'm not worried about a license yeah um absolutely person commissioning me is happy with the finished work you know it's just what i want to do for a bit um and yeah all experimentation I'd say that's one of the worst things about doing sketch cards is that, you know, if it's licensed work or even not licensed work, once you've done it, that's it. You can't monetize on it. You can't sell prints. That belongs to that company then. And, it, yeah. you yeah. know, it's only exactly. a certain amount you can make off it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you want to start to look at the business side of what we do, mm. um, it's not the most efficient. Is there a business down. side to what we do? <laughs> to be I'm, I'm still looking. I'm still looking. <laughs> I really love how uh, Jim Davis did it. You know, the dude who uh, created Garfield. Like, oh, he, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. he actually graduated with um, business qualifications. Yeah. And he set up his business at the same time as doing Garfield and, like, you know, just ran all that himself. Just made wow. it into, like, a, you know, massive Honestly, effort. Um, Sean Murphy. Garfield's not really around nowadays. They haven't really kept up with the current kids have they bless them yeah, but for yeah. a long time he was everywhere yeah yeah, yeah totally um well, that's that's my turtle yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice um yeah sean murphy a comic artist um that i'm a massive fan of he um when he used to post on deviant art he did some journals 
a long time ago talking about how it's all well and good practicing your craft and being super insular with focusing on your artwork. But if you want to make a living of it, you also need to acknowledge that you're a business person um, and that it would do a lot of artists well to treat it as a profession. And that might ruffle some feathers because there are plenty of professional artists who make a living from it and they're an artist through and through. But I think, I think there's a lot of us that it would help to approach it like in a businessman like kind of way um, in terms of maintaining your taxes and, you know, I think if you haven't got an agent, you know, you do need to take that on board yourself because, you know, if an agency is not taking you on, then it's all you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, social media is a part of that business as well. And and that's something I really struggle with. I've had a quite a big hiatus from posting online. Um, In all honesty, this podcast is probably going to be the first thing I will have shared in the better part of a year. Um, But... Um, yeah, I'm at a point where I've got a bit of backlog of work to start posting. Um, I'll get that back up and running. I want to kind of freshen everything up, you know, new cover pictures and profile pictures. Don't and... get too particular about it. We've spoken about this. Yep. <laughs> so, no, exactly, because it'll be six years otherwise and, and I'll yeah. have a holding page. Um, still, um, I mean, I've been a little bit worried about social media recently because social media platforms, they only last for so long. Yeah. And I, most of my work on Facebook. Um, yeah. I'm only just getting the website up and running. So it's like, if Facebook goes down, yeah. I go down, you know, it's... Yeah. That's absolutely right. The thing is, of course, is that we have absolutely no idea what of all of these platforms are actually going to stay, going to go, yeah. and all this. whereas at least we know our website should still yeah. be available. So at least if there are links to everything in mm-hmm. one place online, at the very least. That, that was um, and a you piece of advice I'd read about that actually was um a website even if it's just a bare bones portfolio is absolutely invaluable because that is that's a constant yeah, um, yeah. you know we all thought that facebook and twitter and instagram would basically be forever i think of course um, and, and all three of them look like they're in the kind of flux that could see them on their way out you know i mean oh yeah they are going into the weird stages yeah yeah Facebook's losing money for the first time ever at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. The kids aren't down with the Facebook. They're not into it. So, you know. They've been weird stuff so that when you post, sometimes people see it, sometimes people don't. Uh, Everything changing the algorithms, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, chasing those moving goalposts. That that can become really soul-destroying sometimes because – uh, it has taken me a long time to get my head around it and treat it in a healthy way where I, I post the thing and it's just, it's its own thing. Then I can't keep chasing to try and boost engagement and that sort of thing. You know, some people do that really well, yeah. but I think for me, it would be a full-time job. Um, yeah. It, it just sucks the life out of being an artist for me. Um, incredible how much time it eats up to actually post on all of these things. Yeah. And yet, as you said, it is a part of the business side of it, yeah. whether you like it or not. We do have to invest time, but it's 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 a skill, I think, to be able to say, okay, that's it, time to get back to work, to my other work and stop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, the- give people like a, an in-depth, you know, explanation of what I think about what they've created. But yeah. you just haven't got time, and because you want to support people, 
you just kept tend to put a couple of words on. That's awesome. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Mate, like, so done. good. Thumbs up. And yeah. Yeah. there is more you want to say, but you just yeah. don't have the time. So oh, yeah. for anyone watching, I hope none of us come across as insincere. It's like yeah, really, truly spread your post. Yeah. And we love what you do. It's just we're limited with the time, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many artists out of our group that I admire the hell out of. Um, mm. But if I was to put the time into telling them that on their work, oh, that, never I, that I would need to for every artist I admire the hell out of, um, I wouldn't be seeing my daughter. No, <laughs> no, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yes. speaking about that, where can people find you currently online? Um, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even though I basically never use it, TikTok, um, for those good old fashioned time lapses, um, <laughs> like the three that I've done, um, at Craig Hallam's art, um, that I think is it for now. I'm in the process of setting up a YouTube channel, um, to, to put up some sort of longer form drawing videos, um, probably not going to be me talking about work or anything like that but you know if people find sketching interesting in real time then we'll get some of those up on there um and i'm also working on getting started on twitch because I've, I've live streamed the odd bit of sketching um and i always found that a really like fun chilled out experience grab a beer do you like on. oh you like tw twitch what what do you do um i haven't used it myself yet my my brother um is a um twitch streamer to to play his video games um he's had a good experience with it um so you know maybe one or two people will drop in um i'll have a drink and draw anyway so <laughs> that's something that i've been wanting to do also on twitch but the problem is like when you're doing work that you're not allowed to show yet exactly i'm just stuck i can't live stream yeah. you know yeah yeah and that, that's been part of the hold up for a lot of these plans for me um so that would be one of the big kicks up the backside for me to get back into the social media world would be you know a night a week where i'm like okay, i'm going to draw for an hour or two um let's grab a drink let's have a chat with whoever's on um i enjoy doing that and it's one of the reasons uh biggest reasons i like doing comic cons mm. when you get people come up and just have a chat at the table um you know some people if you even glance up at them are terrified because they think you're trying to sell them something straight yeah. away um that's true and, and even saying hi can make them go and, and run away but um you know you'll get those guys come up that really want to kind of talk about the work or what it is you're doing how you do it um i love all that stuff uh, how have you done a lot of comic cons i've done a, a few now um mostly the showmasters ones so london film and comic con uh, summer and winter um i've done four um some more local events and that sort of thing i unfortunately covid got in the yeah. way of all that and haven't i'm getting to a stage now where i feel like i could be comfortable getting back to it um there was a period of time where i was very sort of like i do not want to bring that in the household so yeah let's, uh, let's stay away for a bit are um, there any comic cons in london loads uh, I, th I think to be honest if you look from the smallest ones up to the biggest ones there's probably not a month in the year that they don't have something going on in london interesting um interesting yeah um <laughs> i've just been doing them up north like uh, yeah I don't, i'm not a big fan of traveling <laughs> i don't blame you on that one um <laughs> i hadn't passed my driving test when i started doing cons so i was carting all my stuff in travel bags on the train um, so, from south end so yeah i mean it's painful right like it's hard um, 
yeah, yeah, you can't cram it all into your hold all. And... Have you got one? I've got a granny trolley. Have you got a granny wheelie trolley thing? No, maybe I should, to be fair. I was taking two like aeroplane cases, um, <laughs> dragging my brother with me to man the table, um, having poster tubes and print racks like, over our backs and my backpack absolutely jammed full of stuff. So. Cool. It is hard work when you don't drive. I envy people yeah. who just drive around to the con with all the stuff in the boot. And- yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that's the- you don't have a driver's license, you're you're sunk. I mean, well, unless you live in the city, but you know. Yeah, I, I, we all love your- being all so close together, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. You know, in the scheme of things, everything's five minutes away in the UK. So <laughs> I'm whinging about traveling, but it's what two hours to London for me on train. Yeah. Also. Yeah, and you're never going to be looking at above head height snow. So, see, I, I can put off even if I've got to sw- change trains. I'm like, oh no, it's got to change. I'm not going. There. Yeah. So, <laughs> you're serious? Journey's too too difficult tomorrow. So. <laughs> oh dear. God, just wait till you come visit Canada, Lindsay. Just wait. <laughs> I have been. I've, I've been to South Africa. That takes a long time to get anywhere. You yeah. can be a day traveling there all right one place to another i'm about traveling it's on the list to um for me uh fiance and and baby when she's a little bit older to go over to new zealand um my other half's got family out in new zealand and i'm an enormous lord of the rings nerd so um, tolkien is like my absolute thing um flight the concords just just slip that in yeah i mean that's always a good perk to going out to new zealand as well um and yeah the original uh what we do in the shadows as well um oh. <laughs> pretty yes. bloody amazing um but yeah we want to go out to new zealand and rent a, a probably camper van or rent a are you going to do a tour of all the places the films while you're there are you going to try it you, you know the answer to that one already <laughs> you got to do it in costume if you do and take photos <laughs> all right noted I'll, I'll get working on the uh the hobbit yeah, costume now <laughs> I can't, I'm not I'm not capable of growing the beard for that <laughs> this is as much as I can muster so <laughs> oh dear okay well we'll we'll, uh, we'll have to roll this out you can all get back to your kids My <laughs> so easy chatting I don't know if it's because you're from the UK as well and I, are you a similar age to me I'm, I'm 41 34 34 he's a kid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming out with Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles. I'm thinking, I oh, watched all the same stuff. Uh, two, my two um, people, uh, two guys I grew up with that were a bit older than me and my brothers. Um, they basically brought us up on on this stuff. Good lads. So, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> born in the late '80s, but the '80s is probably my decade for pop culture. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, actually, it was a good. It was a good decade for. Uh... <laughs> An awesome that, but also the late 90s i watched a lot of cartoons with my kids when they were very small and there were a lot of really cool uh, funny and smart cartoons uh Even, yeah and what came out of the 90s yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. the there was a lot of really cool stuff i was completely shocked oh night is you all your nickelodeon and your cartoon yeah. network and johnny bravo and all that and yeah yeah they were all <laughs> wicked yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, I'd like to thank you so much for having come on with us. It was really great meeting you because I really didn't know anything yeah. about you before. So awesome that, to talk to you guys. It was really cool. Please drop me the links to everywhere that people can find you, and I'll share them in the show notes okay. for the podcast. And 
start seeing your work popping up on Facebook again. Yeah. Yeah. Next couple of weeks, I'll, I'll be getting the ball rolling on, on all of that. Cool. That's awesome. Nice one. Thank you so much, Craig. It has been a pleasure. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Bye, Craig. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please leave a review wherever you listen. This helps people find us. All links to guests or sites mentioned will be in the show notes. You can find Lindsay on Facebook at Lindsay Grayling Sketchcards or search for Cartoon Cosplay. You can find me at IngridKVHardy.com or on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ingrid.kv.hardy. This podcast is independently funded, meaning the costs come from our pockets. If you'd like to help with even just a couple of dollars, become a patron at patreon.com slash ingridhardy. Music and audio editing for this podcast is done by Victor Besset. If you have any feedback on today's episode or want to suggest a question of the week, email us at thepenciledpodcast at gmail.com, tweet us at inpenciled on Twitter, or on Instagram where we are at thepenciledpodcast. We'd love to hear from you.